What is up, y'all? I am your host, Eli Vasquez, and you are listening to the Self Hype Podcast, where we dissect and discover all things personal development, deeper thinking, and ways to unapologetically love ourselves in the digital age. What's up, y'all? Before we get into the episode, uh, I just want to share different ways we could be better connected in these digital streets a space where we make the internet human and a space that we push each other to be our best selves. So, one way you could join the family is our free Facebook group. Are you looking for an accountability group? Are you looking for a support system? Are you looking for a daily dose of motivation, content, interviews, and workshops? The Facebook group link is in the bio. It's free. Join it, and you get to hang out with multiple like-minded people in these digital streets. If you want to take it to the next level, we have our Personal Development Accelerator Program, where you work with me personally and my self-hype team to help you improve your social media growth, improve your personal life, and to 10x your productivity. So if you're struggling with your mindset, if you're struggling with your business, or if you're struggling with your overall relationships, if you're telling yourself, I'm having these bad days and they are taking me away from the relationships and the business growth and the money in my life, this is something to check out. Hey, Eli. My name is Martin Troncoso. Um, I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and I was just calling because um, I want to know, like, how do I love myself? Um, and how, how do I have that, that self-love um, and that self-hype? Uh, can you give me some advice on that? This week's episode, we bring the self Hype family into the podcast by answering your questions. What's up, y'all? Thank you for being in the self Hype podcast space. Yet again, this is a very special episode where we bring in the self Hype family into the podcast by answering your questions. So any question, I get a lot of questions online. I get a lot of DMs. I get a lot of messages. And leading up to this episode, we sent out a number for y'all to call and just like leave a message. Also, I post it on my social media if you guys have any questions. I just really want to find ways to integrate the community into all the spaces. And I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what's on your mind and us to kind of have a communication and a dialogue. And uh, as we're creating this podcast, we're just going to think of new and great innovative ways to bring you into the conversation. So... This week, we'll be answering questions that were sent in, and uh, it's interesting because I get a lot of questions about mindset, anxiety, uh, how to stay positive, how to stay confident, how to, how to carry this, this mindset from the day-to-day because a lot of people see my social media and see this perception, but a lot of the times I like to show that vulnerability as well, that authenticity as well of when I don't have a good day. And I'm actually pretty open when I when I don't have good days. And what self-hype is really all about is that it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to feel. It's okay to have the bad days. It's okay to not be your best. It's okay to flex those negative emotions, but just love yourself and trust yourself to get back to the point where you want to be and that you deserve that. Uh, to keep going. Okay, I guess we just we just get in it. We just do the damn thing, y'all. Let's see. Let me get let me get up in here. 
I got my first question from Martin Trancoso from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, thank you for calling him, my man. He was calling in saying, I want to know just about how to love myself and how do I have that self-love. That is... That is such that that is a, a a lifelong process. I worked years to get to the point to love myself, and there's still things that I'm working on from from uh, physical to emotional. To I I had no idea throughout the years of my life that I was carrying so much weight. I had no idea that I carried so much insecurities. Uh, that I was I was I didn't realize that what how big that baggage was on me until like later on in the years where i i remember just for example like i never wore shorts because i was so insecure about my legs like i have like thick puerto rican legs and i always like hated them so i just wore pants even in the summertime i just never wore shorts because i was insecure about my calves i was insecure about my legs I would always cut my hair really short because I was insecure about my curls. When people said my full name, at least I'm well, I was like, oh, my God, it's so lame. Don't. There was, I carried so many insecurities about my identity because it didn't fit the status quo. I wanted, like, spiky hair. I couldn't do it because of my, my, my curls. I, you know, I wanted to wear the skinny jeans, but I couldn't do it because I have these hips. Hashtag thick thigh boys. And, and not only physical, like, even, like, emotional, where I, I was slowly realizing that I couldn't look in the mirror because I didn't love myself. I, I thought I was the bad guy in my own narrative. I thought I was the villain in my own narrative. And the idea of giving myself compassion, allowing myself to just be real, to be myself, was something I, it really took some time to discover. And I think it's one thing to learn a habit. It's one thing to learn a skill. But this skill and this habit is takes emotional dedication and it's an emotional roadblock. So it really takes the day to day to do the little things that make you feel seen. Doing the little things that remind yourself of how you're the hero in your narrative. And again, it's because because the big thing is like our mind likes playing tricks on us. I've realized looking at my old social media was that for the longest, I was really insecure about how I looked, my weight, my body, all that. And I remember looking at my social media and seeing an old video from like freshman year of college when I thought I, I had the ideal body. And I, I look at myself and I see myself in the video and I was like, I was so scrawny and small and I don't, I don't want to look like that. And then I realized I wasn't even happy with myself in that video. And then I realized, like, I'm in a constant state of unhappiness. I'm in a constant state of not loving my current self. And I realized, what kind of life is that? And through looking in the mirror and doing the slow, small moments of looking in the mirror, I was able to really look at myself. I was able to say, I love you. I was able to break down those emotional roadblocks of insecurities and really figuring out where they come from. And then being around positive people that uplifted me and said, like, you have beautiful curls. Let them grow out. You have, you have a beautiful name. Uh, you have amazing legs. You, you look fine and you're doing fine. You're, you're not a bad guy. But it, it took me to find the right people around me. 
it took me to do little small steps of of learning to love myself and it took me honestly um therapy as well that was like the final step because i honestly i just started doing therapy last year and i got to love myself to a point because i realized okay this in order for me to really face my issues head on i needed to to see a professional i needed to do this and it was the what it just took my personal development to a whole other level because you can only do so much with yourself that is my overall understanding of it. it it's it's seeing yourself and knowing that you are this beautiful combination you're this beautiful customization of of experience in life from your family from your past from your people I look at my hips now, I look at my thighs now, and I love the way I'm built. I see my broad shoulders. I love my broad shoulders. I see the curls on my hair. I just see myself as as a reflection of the years of and years of generations of my past, of my family that made sacrifices and, and made decisions to bring me to be alive today. And I truly realize how beautiful life is and how I don't want to live in a life where I can't even look at myself in the mirror. I can't love my current state. So even if like working out now, I just I love my current state, but I want to see what I'm capable of. That's kind of how I go ahead of it. So it's it is a lifelong process, but you got to enjoy the process as hard as it is because the wins are going to be so worth it and it will reflect in all aspects of your life. So now that I've owned my narrative, I owned my love for myself, I've owned all those things, I can now work through spaces and take more chances in business, in relationships, in life. So it's the, it's, the journey is worth it. Number one thing is, as hard as it may be, the journey will be worth it. So Sweetheart Crystal sent in a question on Instagram of, why are men afraid to admit how they feel? Or why they play games if they're not interested? Thank you. I feel like there's some a little bit of anger behind this, uh, sweetheart crystal. <laughs> um, but that's a very great question. Why are men afraid to admit how they feel or why they play games if they're not interested? You know, this this I talk to a lot of women, I have a lot of female friends, and I've been every type of guy. And being in this space of like self-hype, of personal development, of a personal reflection and self-awareness. Through that journey of loving myself, through that journey of realizing I'm not the bad guy, it's just these are these elements that are me that I need to unpack and I need to realize where they come from, I was able to realize why I was that guy playing games, why I was afraid to admit how I felt. And it really came down to insecurity. Men are are very insecure people and we're very emotional, but we don't express those emotions. So they fester and they stay in and they and they are used in very malicious, confusing ways. And it's a lot of it is is not growing up with it. A lot, a lot, a lot of it is not having the expectation put on us. So I love it when I talk to people about the sex talk. And we use this as a prime example of when men have the sex talk with their dads, they're talking about the physical. When women have sex talk with their moms, they're talking about the emotional end. And that is where the disconnect is. And I think that is uh, just a very similar route to a lot of other routes when it comes to men and growing up and, and, and the way they see the world. And, the, and especially in, in this particular example, I guess, in relationships of how they deal with that. Because you have on one end, they, they, they grow up watching everything 
showing how women are the support system. Women are the object to obtain. Women is the side character to help them or they are going to embrace them after the big fight rather than seeing them as an actual human being and partner that maybe you're going to be on the sidelines. Maybe you're going to be the support system, but you don't grow up seeing that. And also you see the idealized woman. You see the woman that has it all together, the, the nice one, the good one, where the side character woman is the, is the one that's in these streets or, or you know, a little hoochie, and that's, that's bad. Not understanding people as being complex human beings. So why are men afraid to admit how they feel is that they haven't put it into practice. They end up doing other things other than that. And it's, it comes to, from the lack of experience of confrontation and not having the expectation of saying how they feel, of even using the word feel of having those conversations. I just saw a line and I reposted it on Twitter and it just speaks volumes of like how therapy is the new tall when it comes to men. And I think it's just so impactful, especially in this day and age where, you know, we, we want to have those conversations. We, we, we stand a partner who is in tune with themselves. So it's, it's to find the person who is in tune with themselves or on the journey to be more in tune with themselves. And they play games if they're not interested because they, they want to obtain. They want control because out of ego. Again, it comes down to insecurity. It's out of ego. When I was dating uh, in my younger 20s, it was all out of insecurity. Like every match, every date was just out of just I had this hole that I needed to fill that I was having other people, other people's validation, the validation of having another girlfriend, having another date, having another hookup as a sense of validation to me. But now doing the work with myself, I don't need that anymore. And I'm more intentional with the people that I want to be with and surround myself with. And uh, every relationship in my life has been better and better uh, because of it. So I think it's a lot of different issues that we need to unpack, which honestly could be a whole episode in itself. So I hopefully that shines some light. But if they're playing games, they're not telling you how they feel. It's out of lack of experience of taking action into feeling. Where can I hear your podcast? Right here and now. Smack me up. <laughs> Miriam M. Lopez says, how do you know you finally love yourself? I feel like I do, but have moments that don't show it. I mean, I think that's per the last question I had is that it's a process. It's a lifelong journey. And it's great that you're at a point where you could say, I, I, I think I love myself. I, I do love myself. But there's moments that don't show it. I mean, we're, it's life, right? So it's like we all deal with these like issues and, and problems and we're hard on ourselves out of pressure that stems from family, that stems from like the trauma that we received in our lives. And it's, it's the way, it's our customizable lens that the, how we perceive the world and uh, where some people could look at you and think you're doing great, but you look in yourself and you look at your situation and you think you could be more, it could be better, it could be whatever else. So it's okay to have moments to not show it. I mean, it's, it's really about creating a belief base that at the very base is the belief that you do love yourself. And there can be moments where it doesn't reflect that. There can be moments where you stumble. Or it's life. It's going to happen. But as long as you develop a strong, solid base of self-love, that's what really matters. It's a trust in yourself. It's a relationship with yourself. So the best relationships is, is the ones in family because there's this bound base trust of even if we fight, I know you love me and you know I love you. 
And that is the base that we need to develop with ourselves. There's that trust that's there. That's what makes a relationship so great that if you get into a fight with your partner, you know at the end of the day, I know this person loves me. I love you. That's the base. And we could find a resolution at some point. But you know you have to have that strong base of, of self-love. So the fact that you could have those moments and revert back to loving yourself, that shows how you have that base. And if you don't have that, that's something that you have to develop per that last question um, I received first of, of, of building that, that base up. Uh, from It's Just Doubles, what's the most exciting thing about being on Pedal Like? Oh, this is such a great question. I, I, I get that question a lot, so I'll just... I know a lot of you uh, listen to me or found me on Pedal Like and follow me still, which I thank you. Yeah, I mean, the most awesome thing about being on Pedal Like is that I work on a team and uh, that I get to discover myself. I get paid and, and it's promoted for me to discover my identity and who I am. And in turn, by doing that, I could help out my community. I could entertain my community or, or make them feel seen based off the content that I'm creating. And it's so wild that just a couple of years ago, this didn't exist. The idea of a Latino digital channel, like why would anyone invest in that? And, it, and I just wanted overall to show that like before anyone can see it, that vision that you have is so important. It was these Latinos that took a chance and really pushed and pushed and pushed. And now it's like this thing that is really successful. So, you know, um, just because it's not there doesn't mean you can't create it. But that's that's with that. I had, oh, uh, Latinx on the rise? Oh, what is this question? Uh, how do you handle burnout? Burnout is real, y'all. Like, I I got to be honest. I we, We're, we're going to record an episode on self-care uh, today. And, like, literally this week, I was like, I, I am not doing that. I am... I was getting really overwhelmed. So like I have the podcast, I am doing making films, I work full time on the Better Like team, I'm Grand Deals digital content on my own. Uh, and then in proposals and editing for other clients, doing social media work for other clients. So it's it can be a bit overwhelming and it I realized that I realized that it's it's you have to find the time in between to just reset and to slow things down. And if that's a walk, if that's a call with a great friend, if that's just deep breathing and meditation, because it could be overbearing and overwhelming, and you're just like, I need, what, what am I doing? Is this worth it? What, does anyone care? It's, I literally like vented a little bit on Instagram story, and a woman uh, messaged me just saying how much they enjoyed the podcast and broke down the episodes and like what they enjoyed. And it's like, okay, there, there's, there's something here and people are relating to it and it's real, but it's hard. It's something that I struggle with from time to time. And I, because I get overwhelmed. And, and the thing is, I want to appreciate this era and time that I'm in. So me and the Battle Like team, we did a meet and greet and we took these group photos and it was phenomenal meeting fans and meeting people that watch her videos. And we were all taking a photo together. I'm like, this is such a beautiful era in life. Like, this is such a beautiful era in time. So we're, we were all taking a photo together, and meeting the fans was fantastic. And it's just like, look at all of us. We're in this beautiful era of life. Like, no matter what now, we will be a part of someone's history of entertainment, of, of feeling seen, of, of, of value. And also an era of ourselves. We're going to look back as old people or in our careers that, like, we, we're doing this right now. And, like, 
doesn't matter if you're on a digital media team. It doesn't matter if you're just, you know, a nurse or you work in finance or you're just a stay-at-home mom. You look at your kids and you look at your life around you and you look at what you have and know how beautiful this era is and how amazing it is and how you will look back on these times fondly. And it's the unfortunate case that we can't realize the good times until it's over. And it's something about taking the time to look around and, and, and know that in a year from now, this is all going to change. And it makes you appreciate it a little more. And it makes you enjoy it a little more. And, and, you, and, it, and really the, the worry about other people like caring, it's, it's the process. It's, it's, you got to enjoy the process of it. You got to enjoy, because I know I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to look back in life and be like, man, that was such a dope time. Like the struggle, the struggle right now sucks, but we'll look back on, on our lives of that struggle and, and reminisce on where our lives were at that current state in time. So and it, and it's that and and I think about why I'm doing it. I think about knowing what I'm grateful for. I think about planning a trip that to make me unwind that I could look forward to something to unwind so the, if the burnout's real. Um and also if you're burnt out then you're burnt out. Everything is negotiable in life. Everything is negotiable. I pushed multiple calls. I pushed very important meetings. I pushed some very impactful things for the sake of me and my well-being because that's what's important. Stress kills. That's a scientific fact. So I need to look out for my well-being. That is more impactful. More days on this world is more real than a phone call or that meeting or that email. And usually, majority of the time, you can push it. You can move it down the schedule. You can do the thing, and everything is going to be okay if you do. But really take care of yourself. That's where self-care comes in with the burnout because that's the only way you're going to be able to reach your goals and reach your dreams is giving yourself that compassion of self-care and slowing things down. And also you get to do things. I get overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, I have to make this podcast, and I have to make this movie, and I have to do these things. It's like I get to do it. Not I have to do it. And it's that line alone that makes me really appreciate what I have because I get to create all these amazing things with my life. And, I'm, and I feel very blessed when I put it in that perspective. So thank you, Latinx on the Rise. I appreciate that. So I have a question from Rocky Kana. Uh, what has been your biggest hurdle in self-growth? And what advice do you have for others? So... It's such an interesting question because there's like just so many elements, uh, so many moments and so many times that I, I thought I figured it all out. And then there's actually this bigger mountain for me to climb. I thought I reached that mountain. Then there's another bigger mountain that I need to climb. But it's like it's but it's worth it because it's so impactful. And I learn more about myself. What has been my biggest hurdle in self-growth was I would have to say letting myself trust and let people in. Which is interesting because I'm pretty open on social media and I and I share a lot about myself, but it's very I'm, I'm very much know how much of a wall I pull up, uh, and 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 I'm hyper independent and it helps me with work out. It helps me with work a lot, but not so much with my relationships or friendships. So I that was a very thick wall to get through. I did a video where I did therapy for the first time, and I was so gung ho and ready for it. And Curly and Gadiel, my coworkers, were in it as well. 
they spilled the beans. They are open. They started crying. They were doing these things, and I was completely and utterly dancing around. Like, I'll open up a little bit, and then I'll revert back. And it was realizing that, like, how much of a thick wall I have of just trying to be independent and, and that survival mentality and afraid to be hurt that I really had to, I really realized was the hardest thing to get through. And I'm still working on it to this day. I realize it. I'm, I'm active in it. I'm aware of it. And uh, I give myself compassion if I don't fully be what I should be in de- while dealing with that wall. So I'm actively working through that wall. It is a process. You don't just go straight through sometimes. But that was the, the biggest thing of like letting people in. And now in, my, in, in this relationship that I'm currently in now, it's something that I have to come head first on. Um, if you're really going to connect with someone. So that has been uh, the biggest the biggest thing. As long as you're on the journey of self-awareness, I, I think it's it's fine. you got to give yourself compassion. As long as you're on the journey of the hustle, as long as you're on the journey and, and you're taking action and being active, then it is, no matter if it's self-love, no matter if it is the hustle, no matter if it's building a business, if it's burning out, if it's, all these things, as long as you're taking action and moving towards progression, then it's just a matter of time. That is in times where I'm overwhelmed and I'm like, is this worth it? Am, am I going to be okay? Am I going to reach that level of success that I want to be at? As long as I'm taking action, as long as I'm working on myself, as long as I'm doing these things, it's just a matter of time. And the beauty of just knowing my base, my self-love base, my, 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 the things that I'm grateful for, my, my amazing family, my amazing friends, it's just a matter of time. And it's a great life to live that I get to live in it and take action within that life that makes it so impactful and, and beautiful. This is from Skezapita. Skezapita. That's, you guys think of the most funniest names. My first handle was Kid Avalanche, by the way. Um, Kid Avalanche was, uh, Sam's laughing over here. That's how, you know, that's how you know it's a good handle. Kid Avalanche was my MC name in college. I would get, uh, get like all Liddy City and then uh, start rapping. And uh, I would just call myself Kid Avalanche and because I thought it sounded cool. And the line was like, Kid Avalanche put the ladies in the trance. Well, I do my Lance fans dance at Vice City, feeling so litty, as then then it just goes off goes off the rails after that. Um, again, we talked about dating and men. We are we are a working process. I definitely am not kid avalanche anymore. Uh, so yes, when did you discover what your passion was? So I was actually I'm very lucky through through this story, by the way, and it's. It's because I think there's no timeline with people. I think society builds a world where we're supposed to know exactly what we want to do at 18, which is just insane to me because we're just locked in these circles that we grew up in with family and community that we don't even know what the world is. We don't even know what problems we want to fix. And it takes time. It takes experience. That's why I love other countries, how they take a year off and go travel to figure out where, where is their place in life. Uh, where there's so much pressure into knowing exactly what you want to do, you know, as a kid. But luckily, I was uh, able to discover that I was, uh, I moved to a new high school, and this high school had a TV class. And um, I was very shy, very nervous, very quiet kid, and I was scared to do it, but I know I wanted to, because I loved movies, I loved TV, I grew up just watching TV, watching movies. 
And uh, it took my little sister getting sick and uh, beating cancer to inspire me to finally take that class. And I remember doing it senior year, and our final project was to make a music video, which is like was like the coolest. It was like the coolest thing because uh, it was it was something called the Friday Show, and every day there was like it was like kind of like a variety show with news around the school and different little segments. But at the end, it was a music video, and no one watched the music video. And I thought this is the most creative part of this Friday Show, but the music videos just sucked, which is why no one watched it. It was just very lame, safe like Backstreet Boy covers. So the music videos, you pretty much cover a song and create a music video around the, the already made song. So I was like, I'm going to – I then ended up taking it to the next level, and I did uh, Check Check It Out uh, by Beastie Boys. And um, me and my three friends, we uh, dressed up like Ghostbusters. And the, the music video is – it's on YouTube. You can find it. This girl calls – there's a ghost in this girl's garage. She calls us, and we're running through town trying to get to her house to finally destroy the ghost. And we had two weeks to shoot the project, and my friend totally screwed me on the uh, costumes. He didn't make it until like two days before we had to turn in the project, and I had nothing. So I had to shoot this music video in like a day. And so we're like running around. We like filled up my my mom's um, vacuum hoses with fireworks and like shooting them off, fighting the ghost. And it ended up being like the best project of the year. But it was within that moment I was the most stressed out I've ever been. Like I was so angry. I was so pissed off. I was so stressed out. But within that stress, I realized this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And it's something about being in utter agony of creating something and being so stressed out and still loving it so much that like, okay, if this is how I feel when it's bad, I think this is something that I think I could do for a while. So – uh, I went to film school after that, and I made more movies, and I'm still a filmmaker today. But I think our passions change just like we do. The more we experience life, the more we meet people, the more things we discover. It happens later in life. It happens earlier in life. But it can keeps changing. My The, the way I want to make movies now is completely different when I was 18, completely different when I was 25. And the th- problems I want to fix in the world and the value I want to give – is completely and utterly different from where it was at 18. So it completely changes. I did not plan to do a podcast or create digital content or do any of this stuff. It just kind of naturally created and came about, and I followed that passion of excitement that that I had at 18. That never goes away. It's using that compass of excitement to discover that passion and to find it. Um, so that's how I discovered mine. But yeah, thank you all so much for the questions. If you all like it, uh, if you all like asking questions and me answering it, I truly love it. I love uh, connecting with you on a deeper level, hearing what's on your mind, hearing what's currently working in your in your psyche, and really showing that this digital space could be a human one of connection. So I uh, would love to do these in the future. If you have any questions, DM me or uh, at On The Rise Media. We also have a number that will be in the show notes below that you could call in and leave a voice message. And yeah, it's 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 something so real and something so dope that we could you're hearing me right now that we're alive and you're alive and you could hear my voice and we've never met but we could still have this connection. And that's what's so beautiful and that's what's so impactful and inspiring that I want to take advantage of the digital space with that I want everyone to take advantage of the digital space with with digital entrepreneurship, with social media, with branding, with storytelling in this new way because we all have the access and the power to impact and inspire each other. Thank you all so much. 
Thank you for listening, and I'll check you all next week. So I thank you all for listening. If you are interested in continuing the hype, we have a free Facebook group called Motivation Building for Entrepreneurs, where you get daily motivational guides, workshops, masterclasses, interviews, everything else in that space. Massive value with a great community of people all willing to help each other. If you want to take it to the next level, I have an eight-week personal coaching program called Personal Development Accelerator Program, which is all things about how to 10x your productivity, 10x your social media growth, and 10x your personal development. So if you're interested, check out the links below and follow me on all things at It's Eli Vasquez. This podcast has been brought to you by On The Rise Media. To learn more about our podcast production company, Follow underscore on the rise media on Instagram.